What's up, guys? Welcome to the S&T Show. My name is Dustin. My name is Julian. Oh. Wow, it's been a little while. We haven't talked to you guys in a bit because obviously the world has been changing, right, Julian? Mm-hmm. Right before our eyes. I know. You know, one minute things are popping off and Sweat and Tonic is starting to blossom and, you know, we're doing podcasts all the time and things are going good and then suddenly... Well, some can look at it that way. Well, you know, I'm, I'm probably speaking more from my own perspective. Yeah. Right? So, Julian, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about exactly that. It's perspective and how we are all managing ourselves over this pandemic time. When things have shifted, our worlds have been rocked, people are pivoting at all different paces and different directions. Or just running in a circle. uh, Running in a circle, too. Whether pivoting or just standing in one spot, just doing the same thing, right? The world has been disrupted and we're here to share our own personal but also professional ways of mitigating these changes and working with them and flowing with them so we want to talk a little bit about how we deal with it ourselves and maybe pull out some pieces of of advice on how you guys can uh, push forward and be at peace with all the things that are happening at this point in time awesome one of the things that just jumps into my head right away when you say all that i'm like for me, it's been about just survival. It hasn't even been about how do I grow? How do I survive? Right? Like, how do I how do I survive through this craziness without just eating myself or throwing my kids off the balcony or whatever it is mm. that's going on, right? So. so when it comes to being able to stay positive, I don't even think that that's even in the the playbook at this point it's you're talking about surviving it's about keeping a level head mm-hmm. it's about not going into those downward spirals yeah. and like really beating yourself up and losing yourself in the world of uncertainty blame game oh so what are the things that you know like that you're currently experiencing that's like a common habit or a, a continual thing that you're just like because you just said uh about yeah. about the blame game you know what I, you know what I think because as as you you know some of our listeners and, and you know there's my wife and my two kids and the four of us live in a condo in downtown Toronto and I mean that's just a small challenging space to be in now I think we'd have a lot of the same things if we lived in a big house but when you've got your two kids all day your wife's working from home I'm working from home plus doing some stuff with sweat and tonic like the sweat on demand those things like that it's when do you get a break. When do you get a break? I, you know, I teach at University of Toronto. I was marking exams literally up until this past Sunday. You know, I was, I was, as soon as the kids are going to bed, I was marking. So for me, the big thing that was helping me stay positive was, am I getting active still every day? Because if I had a little bit of activity to like help me stay positive and stay sane, that was helping a lot. Because if I wasn't getting that activity, I just find I was like, this is, my wife's not doing it enough. My kids are why I'm upset right now. Oh, you know what? Like, I don't want to have to go write this thing for whatever it is, you know? I see. But if I got that activity out, like I just found it was a, an outlet for me. Mm. It, m- movement's always been like that for me. But if I didn't have it, I just, I found I was blaming other people for a lot of other things for a bit there. And then I just realized I got to get a routine. I got to get back into my routine. What about you? What, what about you? Yeah, there's, uh, there's things that come up like, like when you're hangry. Oh, or when you're tired or when you're when you're just kind of irritable you have to take a pause and realize like that's not you speaking 
that's the stresses mm -hmm. and the things that you can't control. Those are the things that are happening to you. So being able to spend that quiet time to yourself, that quality time mm -hmm. to self-care and to get yourself to a place where you're thinking smoothly, your head's on straight, that's really important. I really like that you said that because a lot of times we tend to drift into that world of chaos and uncontrol mm -hmm. and then we kind of tie it to our own personalities and then we do something and then we're like either step back and we think why did I even do that that wasn't me why did I lash out well, that wasn't or even me. why did I even think this maybe nothing happened but I'm just so in my own head yeah and it's just putting a rock on my body yeah right so taking stock and taking a step yeah. back oh, yeah. and really giving yourself those chances to pause and reflect mm -hmm. so that you can recalibrate and then get yourself into the right place to put mm -hmm. yourself, your best self forward. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. You know, I, and I think one of the big things that helped me with that was just communicating more, mm -hmm. you know, like, cause I think it's easy to go and go, oh, there's all this stuff happening. But suddenly, like you said, it's, it's like all those pressures are kind of compressing and then you're like, you get in your own head. And if you don't talk that out to recalibrate, because sometimes you have to recalibrate your relationship with somebody, whether that's your kids or your wife or your friend or whoever, your work colleague. And if you're not communicating, sometimes it just it, these layers form between you and then you're just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. So you got to communicate to help recalibrate, I find. Yeah, yeah, that's big. <sighs> so giving yourself time and space to let it out mm -hmm. and then also chance to communicate and really think about the words that you're using mm -hmm. and how you it's called paralinguistics it's really being aware of what you're saying but then also how you're saying yes. it that's yeah. really important um, when it comes to staying positive we, we are saying you got to shift out of those negative thoughts and, and prevent yourself from getting there by doing these habits but how about shifting into the positive and and staying level-headed and maybe working more and more in your optimal zones how do you do that? How are you staying positive, productive when things are totally different? Mm -hmm. That's a really tricky question because I'll be honest with you and our, I don't know if I found that space yet. Okay. I don't know if I found that moment where I'm like, Hey, I'm in my flow zone. Mm. Um, good to acknowledge that. Yeah. And I, and I think actually acknowledging that has been a huge step forward for me. I also think that um, really doing my best to focus on the stuff I really like to do, which I've been doing a bit more in the last couple of days, has helped. Um, I love to dance. I've been trying to dance at home a little bit more, just like a little bit here, a little bit there. Even if the kids are around, I can put my headphones in and kind of still watch them, but do my own thing, which is really helpful. Um, but also, like, I love movement. And I, love, I love fitness. And I love training. And I love how the body moves. So I've just been dialing into my own programming a little bit, which I find has helped kind of make me feel excited again mm -hmm. um, and not so worried about absolutely everybody else all the time, which I found has, has been really helping me kind of get back at rediscovering me in all of this madness. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, what I'm hearing is almost a recalibration of expectation. Yeah. Making sure that you don't have to do things in the absolute black or white, 100% or not at all. I think it's finding those bright spots, yeah. those pockets of moments where you are actually 
in the zone, in that optimal positive state. And that may be for like five minutes of the day, but remembering those things and then channeling into it. Exactly. And I think that's been the challenge for a father with all the family at home is what I used to get would have been 30, 45 minutes where I could just like dial into something. Now it's five minutes. And, I, and I've had to really figure out that, um, you know, microdosing, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm getting 10, five minutes a day as opposed to like one hour, you know? Um, and that's taken some time for me to adjust to, but it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. Same here. I think having structure and batching or blocking off times, batching out my schedule and making sure that if I want to find work-life balance, I have to schedule it. Yeah. I have to schedule in those moments where I have downtime. Yeah. I have workout time. I have creative time. And then I'm productive working with other people time. And then blocking out times that I need for myself, times that I need for family, without having to do multiple things at once. So sometimes being a jack of many trades, master of many things, you think you can do it all. And you can juggle like a pro, but does that really get things done in mm-hmm. the way that you want it to? So let me ask you a question just because like, I know you and a lot of our listeners probably know you. How, is, how have things changed for you when it comes to your work and life? Like obviously how you're working is different, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you know, probably more digital, more of that. But like really, how much different is it for you? I feel the same. I feel definitely working the busy I'm in the busy being stage there's a lot more self-doubt there's a lot more am I doing this just to stay busy and Mm -hmm. and productive and Mm -hmm. keep things going or is there a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. and I like to believe that there is I feel like if you don't get what you want meaning you get experience and that's always going to be beneficial to you later on because that experience accumulates into a certain level of expertise. Mm-hmm. And that expertise, when bottled, packaged well, can be education. You can share that. So for me, these are going through the reps, getting the practice under the belt. It's almost like training. And So you're almost looking at this a little bit like skill building right now. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, it's like building resilience. It's definitely bringing out just similar feelings of a race when I build up and train for an ultra marathon I'm like this is the practice sometimes I'm going to be down in the dumps it's going to rain and it's going to pour but I'm still going to truck on through so that same fighter mentality and that disciplined almost Bruce Lee like effort is what's keeping me structured Hmm. consistent but also stable in the mind there's moments where I'm working way more I say uh I'm possessed by productivity, which I think many of us can sort of empathize with and identify. But I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for me. I know that I would like to go on a longer longer vacation or time away, and I'm building towards that capacity. Right. The ability to do stuff like this remotely. Hmm. So here's a question. You mentioned self-doubt, and I want to just tackle that real quick because I think that's something I'm having as well. And I just wanted to see how you're tackling that because I think you and I are guys in what we've done. You know, we do a lot of things, I think, pretty well. So we usually get affirmation and that affirmation is not digital. It's, it's a high five. It's a, hey, you did a great job. Hey, I'm coming to this thing to see you. 
which is all great stuff. Is that part of why there's some self-doubt or where is that self-doubt coming from? And, and, and why is it, why is it presenting itself now? I think self-doubt comes from the unstable ground, which you're creating Mm. something. So if I'm creating something that's new and original, but in an environment that's uncertain, always changing, how do I know that what I produce is going to fly? Because it might be swept up in a storm of whatever, uh, you know, to snap of the fingers. So when I say that, let's say I put out a new type of event, an online event, you know, one day people could be so on board and the promotion could be really on point, but one variable (laughs) changes like a, a friend of yours who's going to present at that event can't come or can't present or can't show up online, you know, then what happens, you know? And Sorry, it, by the way. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's big, it changes. And yeah. so there's that fighter spirit that has to come in and be like, you know what, let's be crafty. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how to adapt and then pivot and then make sure that we can put something forward. And so that self doubt is the, the unknowing. Yeah. And it does arise when you do something and the results don't reflect what you anticipate so there's that high expectation and so a big part of the process of getting out of self-doubt is acceptance Mm. it's like hey man you did what you could with what you had and you put it forward you were vulnerable you were courageous to put it out there at a time that's very unstable and you got the people that came who wanted it who were able to show up and that's what you should be grateful for and don't lose that confidence, that momentum, because it is going to build later. I believe that when you put out good stuff, it's going to come back to you somehow. For sure. Well, it kind of reminds me of like Simon Sinek, right? The power of why. Like if you believe in the why of what you're doing, the ducks will all kind of line up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny for me because the self-doubt is is all about, well, I'm not getting affirmation anymore when you switch things to Instagram and you switch things to online and these mediums where people can just be something else Mm -hmm. like I don't know I don't know it's it's it's, I find it really challenging right now Mm -hmm. would you say the most essential tools are that you've mastered to keep going through this journey like authenticity yeah being real yeah like I think I think it can be really tough to just not get sucked in all the stuff that's happening out there right now mm. you know there's a bajillion hit workouts online there's 5,000 dance classes online there's wellness galore and mm-hmm. there's like workshop here workshop there like and and you know it's it's hard to not just go hey guys we're doing this but how do you how do you still do that but be authentic how do you still do it and make it come from your sweet spot mm-hmm. I'm and and for me you know we talked about authenticity and like episode two or something like that and like for me that's actually been another tool to survive you know when i'm when i'm shooting the the little live video i'm just like hey guys guess what i just farted that's <laughs> this happened like it's real and that's just kind of how i am right and anybody who knows me appreciates that authenticity and that realness and i think for me that's a big huge keeps me grounded right yeah. because it's really easy for me to go online and go oh man look at this person they're getting 8,000 views and mine's only getting like 200 and you know go oh maybe I need to do what they're doing maybe I gotta take my shirt off for this workout video or 
you know, maybe I got to play a certain music or I got to have my cat run through the video or whatever it is. And even I was doing some funny videos with my kids, but it was all authentic. It was just like, we're having fun, you know? And I think that helps a lot and not getting caught up in all that, you know, just, just be me, Yeah. you know, what about you? What what are you doing? That definitely, I definitely am plagued by that comparing, Mm -hmm. almost competing with others without thinking that, I mean, it's a game sometimes and knowing how to put yourself forward and not getting shot down by the competition and not losing who you are in it uh-huh. is really, really important. I think there's just moments where you have to check in with yourself yeah, and like take a pause and look back at what you've done and think that reflection. Yeah. Is this, is this me? Is this something that I want to put forward? Is the intention really understood? Why am I doing this? Who am I serving and how is it going to help? benefit the people around me but also myself yeah and my future self i think it's very important to kind of step back and not look at what other people are doing which is very very healthy and it's um it's a tough world with social media well i think especially now because everything's just moved to there especially the fitness industry you know it's it's all zooms it's all it's all instagram now Mm -hmm. you know and i'm just like man I need, I want to, I want in real life stuff, IRL. Yeah. yeah I want to, I want to touch somebody. Yeah. I want to put my hand on somebody's back and be like, Hey, Correct you, them. you're doing awesome. I want to fix your shoulder. Oh, that too. Yeah. Hey, you know, like I just, yeah, I don't know. Give him a pat on the back. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are going through a lot of change. And, um, one thing that I wanted to share is change manage, management tool called the ad car model. It's an abbreviation of a for awareness. D for desire, K for knowledge, A for ability, and R for reinforcement. So this is a model for change that helps people adapt to the things that are going on in their lives and how to manage oneself. And this simple step-by-step process is what's helped me through this time. One of them is an awareness of the need for change. So knowing that we can't teach live right now. So knowing that there's an awareness and the need for me to pivot to doing online coaching as a sweat and tonic business, we've done that. Mm -hmm. We've, we've known, we've known that that is a necessity for us to continue providing for our community. That's just the first step. The desire to support the change, you have to want and help others learn how to want to support that pivot right just get your teammates on board hey guys we need to put this out there we need to change and shift gears we can't go back to where we were because that world doesn't exist anymore it's not a reality we have to go into this new place so let's get on it you know so like the leaders that have been helping with us like nate like george like morgan you know francis they've stepped up Mm-hmm. And they've helped people understand and build within themselves the desire to adopt that change. And then knowledge of how to change. How can we help teach others how to get on board? How to get into this new world of online? How can I teach uh, my peers how to be better at doing Zoom? Right. The knowledge is key because that empowers people. And then we have the ability to demonstrate skills and behaviors. So the ability is really important. It's being able to have that 
place to actually put it out there. And so when you develop a knowledge, you have to give people that platform to mm-hmm. actually apply the skills. And so it's like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to use Zoom, but here's a class that you can use to help implement right. that learning and to really foster almost this laboratory. Like you can experiment, try it out, just do it. Let's help you build those skills with reps, with more classes, more filming. And then finally, reinforcement. How do you make the change stick? Well, there's positive reinforcement. Good job, acknowledgement, making sure people are seen and heard, getting that feedback, being a steward and being able to guide people along this journey as a leader. And this ADCAR model is change management tool. And I think all managers should understand this, but also those that are listening, they should know you guys, you'll feel it. You'll feel when the people around you, those leaders that are there to support you, you know that they're putting yourself, putting you through this. And it's something to acknowledge and something to share with your circle. Cool. Ad car. Yeah, ad car. That's uh, not Tokyo Drift Car. No. Hmm. <laughs> Ad car. Ad car. It's te- awesome. Dustin's teasing me about my car selection, but I don't have my neon green Ninja Turtle Tokyo Tokyo Drift <laughs> car anymore. I've shifted into another version. What do you drive? Do you have a car? We have a family car, man. We yeah. Have like a, what is it? A Kia Rondo. It's like a hatchback. Oh, sweet. Dude, it's not sexy. It's brown. That's all right. <laughs> it's, it gets the kids around, though. Brown's the color of human. It is, I guess. Yeah. It is underneath, right? Well, that's it. Uh, Any guys, thanks for listening. We hope everybody out there is being safe, staying well, staying positive, and uh, pivoting and finding where they can, uh, they, can, they can stay positive in all this. Yeah, how to keep your head on with all this change and look at change as a part of a necessary part of life. You bet. Yeah. All right, Julian. Good to see you, man. You too. Bye, guys. Later.